what's up everyone um you're getting a double dose today of episodes this one is a bonus episode that is coming up right after uh the episode with destiny saria which uh if you haven't listened to that one go check it out but uh here's a bonus episode this is the roundtable discussion of uh the 1989 film little monsters with matt awkward and bobby from universe retro I don't want to talk too long and we'll, you know, just jump right into it. But uh, if you don't want to listen to this audio version, go check out the YouTube version at Universe Retro's YouTube channel. And uh, you can watch the actual live feed video. Um, But I just figured I'd just throw the audio version up just in case there's people out there that would rather listen to something than watch. So here's an option for you. Make sure to stick around because after the uh, show, I'll be talking about a couple of things. So stick around for that and uh, enjoy the show, guys. Okay, welcome everybody to Under the Bed. Under the bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. guess uh, Matt, go ahead and uh, yeah, let's kick it off. Introduce yourself. A special uh, team up here. We got Universe Retro Root Hard Podcast, and I am from the uh, Funbox Monster Podcast. Uh, we got Bobby Kadipe, uh from Universe Retro and Marcus Rude from Root Hard, and I am Matt Albert. So, and uh, we've all decided to get together tonight to talk about the childhood classic, uh, Little Monsters. Little monsters, not the yeah. uh, the new Little Monsters. I actually, while searching up stuff for Little Monsters, found out that there's a more recent movie called Little yeah. Monsters as well. Yeah, um, completely too. different animal though, right? Oh yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, movie. Okay. Not, not at all. <laughs> not uh, a remake. We'll watch. <laughs> gotcha. Um, before got, we start, I'll uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Marcus. You got a jar of apple juice? <laughs> well, yeah, I got. I think I got some of Maurice's concoction here. Ooh. Is this piss? Who pissed in my apple juice? <laughs> uh, before we even start, I'm just going to shout out Ryan Granger. He runs a little company he started called Guts, um, and it's on Instagram. He sent me this shirt. It's a play on the Toxie shirt, the I Heart the Monster Hero. Has Maurice on the front. I think he's sending you guys some as well. Um, he is. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody awesome. that sees this, hit, up, uh, hit him up and take a look. It's so Ryan thank, you, thank you very much, Ryan. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. He also does some really cool pins, too, so you can check those out. Cool. So, who wants to start this? Go right ahead, man, and we'll just jump in. So, we start... um, I'm just going to say, I feel that this movie has some broken things. And in in the beginning here, too, we start with Fred Savage's narration, but we never get a closing narration at all, which I find kind of odd when you think about that. Yeah, yeah. It starts like he's almost like the Wonder Years, uh, where he's, like, telling... (laughs) A story like that but he never wraps it up so it's just I like okay like that's what they went for too like yeah. you know we got fred savage just throw in a, a you know an entrance monologue like he does so um yeah one of one of many things that they never really wrap up yeah so <laughs> so he's telling us a story about how he just moved to a new town for reasons unknown uh but he hates it there and has no friends until he met maurice who we'll meet later on yeah i mean he knows maurice what a total of Maybe a week. Yeah, and that's the best friend he's ever had. So I mean, I kind of feel bad for the guy. And I still don't understand why they're not friends at the end either. Like, I don't know. That first can't whole he half in and out. Yeah, huh? yeah. 
No, I, I was thinking like, because he can pop in and out. Uh... Yeah, like, can't Maurice come back and visit him? Like, what's what's blocking him from coming back out again? Like, I understand that the total sense. I understand that the kids need to get out of the underworld because they'll turn into monsters if they don't. But can't Maurice just come back and visit? Like they have this heartfelt goodbye, but it's just like exactly. What? He his jacket <laughs> now. Maurice don't even have have his trademark jacket Seriously. anymore. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that it's like sense. once you hit uh, the end of first semester of sixth grade, then like you can't see any more monsters. Apparently, uh, I, I it works. It's, <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's relating to the coming of age thing. Maybe it's like okay, now he's gonna grow up. Um, because Maurice does even bring up the line that now I guess it's time for him to get married at the end. So <laughs> that, that's all I can imagine is that it's him turning into a not a grown up but growing up maybe that's that's the only thing i could think of like you can't stay in neverland all your life yeah, yeah. i mean he could visit his brother though yeah <laughs> that's true yeah could, so, could uh, it be like uh going into like uh like a puberty type thing yeah I yeah absolutely it could be absolutely it's like um, okay fine you're you know you're starting to grow up you shouldn't like i don't know believe in monsters even though you know, apparently monsters are real in that universe. Yeah. And, and so, I, I, I got to bring weird. this up. It is. I got to bring this up, too. I mean, am I am I wrong in believing that literally probably half of those monsters are kids that got stuck? No, you're completely right. <laughs> like, that's something they don't really touch on. But it's like, those kids are missing. Those are missing children. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, this... <laughs> I, I feel like this movie has this big, dark cloud over it. And they just... To handle this dark cloud, they just didn't bother explaining anything. They're no, just no, like, no, they didn't. Maurice is like straight up grooming uh, yeah. Fred Savage to be a monster. Basically, he's training yeah. him to, to scare the kids, taking him on monster missions. He says that the king or that boy that we never get any information on, like who who he is, why he lords over everything. Why? <laughs> and, and I mean, it's I think it's it's pretty well known, but not said that Boy and Snick have killed people before. So I like. They have like saw blade traps. They have like all these things that are meant to kill and torture kids, and they just come out in the third act, and we don't hear about them until the third act. Yeah, and, and boy is straight up just wearing skin, like yeah. human yeah. skin pulled over his face. So <laughs> yeah, chances are he skinned somebody. <laughs> yeah, he, he's killed. <laughs> well, but, it, it's, yeah. it's terrifying. Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Marcus. Oh, well, I was gonna say. Uh... You know, I think that was part of the reason why, uh, like, Snick didn't really care a whole lot that uh, that Maurice's friend was down there because it's almost like they have some sort of underworld business going on where they're going to try to make it so fun for these kids to where they want them stuck down there forever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Because when they go to the part where they play baseball and they have, like, anything they want to eat, like, which even has product placement from Bojangles, which I thought was funny because it was filmed in North Carolina – so when I saw the Bojangles box, I was like, wait, especially during this time, that's a Southern thing. It's not really. What, what, well what, is, the, what is a Bojangles? So, oh God. Yeah. You probably don't even know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so Bojangles is a chicken restaurant in, okay. primarily in the South, um, North Carolina and South Carolina. I think it's went out to Georgia now, but especially at that time, it was like just in North Carolina. So when I seen the box from Bojangles, I was like, wow, that's wild. This is like 1989. I look it up and it was filmed in Wilmington, in and around Wilmington, North Carolina, um, which is pretty wild. But, uh, but yeah, they do make it very, uh, I went off subject, but they're very, very enticing to kids yes. uh, to stay down there. They got the Doritos product placement too with the uh, Doritos yeah. trap. 
Yeah, which, yep. which is another thing that doesn't make sense to me. But we'll get to that part. Um, and and he used an entire bag of Doritos because those oh, yeah. things weren't even spread out. Like they're no. literally touching. Like yep. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so yeah. So we find out that he's just moved. Uh, this kid, and uh, that we let's see where are we going with this. We get we get the school bus ride. Do we ever see that sandwich get thrown at that kid? He throws like, the bag out. He, he throws, throws the lunch bag yeah. out. Out yeah, the window of the bus? From his brother and just throws it. Like, Oh, okay. I, yeah. I somehow missed that when I was watching it. So all of a sudden, I'm just like, who threw this sandwich at me? And I'm yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, who is Eric? He's had yeah. the Eric's <laughs> name on the bag. Who is Eric? And everyone's like pointing at Eric. So yeah, I'm just ratting him out. Man. Oh, they still let get out so fast. <laughs> I also think it's funny when he, uh, how the, the bully gets humiliated in like the weakest way. He like pulls out a, a slice of bologna. And then yeah. when the, the bus hits the brakes, he's like, oops, I got a piece of bologna on my shirt. This, this, is, this is outrageous. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Like he's so flustered. Like, it's you, not can like always see it. you can always see it like him throwing it on himself. He does. He's yeah, right. the graphic on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'd understand that. I'd understand like the anger if you, you know, got a bunch of water poured on you or something like that all wet. But dude, you literally just had a piece of bologna hit your shirt. And you did well, it yourself. Yeah, and it's the end of the world for you now. <laughs> well, what I thought was funny was uh, when the boy shows up to school to uh, confront Brian or whatever, he still got the bologna stains on his shirt, so he never cleaned it up or anything. <laughs> he just got off the bus and walked the rest of the way to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that bus driver, too. If everybody doesn't sit down, I swear, I vow I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> just let the kid get off the bus and leave. Who talks like that? <laughs> Totally lets that kid just get off the bus and leave. Like, <laughs> but, hey, that that shows you what the difference was in uh in uh, the way that people communicated back then until now. Oh yeah, you know, you, you really can't say a whole lot of stuff, even in like kids' movies. Like a, a lot of the stuff that they say in this movie, it's almost like you can't really do nowadays. Oh my god, you would not do yeah. so many things in this movie, and. uh yeah. Probably unlike you guys, I never actually saw this when I was growing up. Like I knew it existed, but this wasn't like a like I, I had the wizard. I watched that Fred Savage movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Incessantly. But like I never actually saw this until years down the road. And uh yeah, like we discussed about the dark kidnapped kids. Um mm-hmm. also it's probably good that I didn't see this when I was young because I was very impressionable. And I would probably would have done the saran wrap over the toilet gag. <laughs> I, probably, I, probably, I, I I might have tried the pee gag. <laughs> like I I I got, I got in a lot of trouble growing up copying movies. So this is probably good for me. But I did you not know, see this. What's <laughs> funny is I won't mention names, but I do know somebody that uh had pissed in somebody's uh Sierra Mist bottle, I think it was. And oh. then uh <laughs> and then let the other person like you know how like the bottles were it might have been Mountain Dew or, or Sierra Mist one of the two but it was like in one of those like green uh, two liter yep. bottles mm-hmm. and yeah I know some we were kids at the time but yeah he peed in uh, this other kid's two liter was, bottle and oh come on you did it <laughs> it, was, it wasn't he me was that <laughs> it was Marcus <laughs> <laughs> you know just somebody <laughs> a friend a, a guy I know yeah. a friend of a friend so, uh, so yeah, Fred Savage's dad in this is played by Daniel Stern, oh, yeah, who, yeah. who is kind of a bummer trip to me in this movie. Like, yeah, fresh out every, of every adult in this movie is like a buzzkill. There's not like one sympathetic adult character, and Daniel Stern's character is just so grumpy all the time. It's such a almost turnoff. Like, I just don't like his character. You can be a bad dad or a grump dad, but like he, I think he just cranks it up way too high. 
Oh, I, I agree. And uh, there's like, even when it comes to Daniel Stern's character, like I tried to step back and analyze this film, like, okay, like not looking at the service, this whole movie at the end, you could flip it and say he made it all up because he's in a, He has no friends in a new class and, you know, in new town, his parents are arguing a lot. Like they're about to get a divorce. Yeah. Um, he has no relationship with his dad. He can't get along with his brother. Like you could say the whole time he made this all up and made up this wild adventure just because he needed a friend, you know, because all the stuff is going on. Um, there's just a lot of heavy stuff they don't talk about, especially with his parents going on. And uh, they also got to figure out how the hell they got to California. Do, do we do we hear where this movie takes place in the movie at all? I don't think we I do. I don't think we do either, but like I assume that it's way on the East Coast because they run yeah. through all the, the places to get to where. Yeah, they pass the signs and all that. Oh, all yeah. The way. And then I find it funny, too, the mother of the phone at the end there. She's, he's like, I'm in Malibu. She's like, where's that? Massachusetts? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you, I mean, man, I'm not a geography whiz, but I know, like, <laughs> at least I know Malibu's not a mass. <laughs> Massachusetts. So that's kind of funny. And that's going to be a weird story to uh, to figure out, too. Like, I think they made it across country in one night, which is... Yeah, like, <laughs> there's no way to, to, to believe that. Like, you have to somewhat believe them or just pretend like it didn't happen. And it's so strange too that they just crawl out of um, underneath a sleeping bum on the beach yep. at the end. <laughs> like I, I guess that's a bed. <laughs> Can you imagine the bum? Like, yeah. what is he thinking? <laughs> he slept through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then Wait. everybody just runs into the ocean at the end. <laughs> I mean, okay. if you're there, you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got to celebrate that they're alive. They made it out. Got to. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so the school bus ride, then he gets to school. So he's at school for the first time. Um, and while there, he meets uh, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny little fact about Kirsten. I guess who almost got the role before the, the actress plays Kirsten? Daniel Harris. Oh, wow. <laughs> Daniel wow. Harris auditioned for the role and didn't get it. And this chick, I can't remember her name, but uh, the girl that actually plays Kirsten got it over Daniel Harris. So we almost had Daniel Harris <laughs> in Little Monsters. Wow. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then, so, uh, where should we go now? Let's go Let's go to where he first meets Maurice. Okay. Or where, or where he's, uh, he's snuck out of bed to, what, make a peanut butter and onion sandwich? Peanut butter and onion sandwich and watch uh, a late night, uh, <laughs> late night show in the living room. That show is great. Okay, we're here tonight talking about chicks. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's the same actor that plays Snick in another role. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's the yeah, same okay. actor. Um, and his brother also his little brother also plays like two of the other little monsters during the baseball game. Yes, yeah. Uh, I just, saw him. So they put him in a two different ones. Um, but yeah, so they reuse a lot of the cast yeah. in this, especially the kids during that that baseball scene. Uh, but yeah, he's eating a peanut butter and onion sandwich. Uh, and his little <laughs> Which brother is a thing. Yeah, you eat that. Thing. Yeah. Originally, it was going to be a bologna and onion sandwich. I heard this in the commentary. Mm. Um, in the script, it was a bologna and onion sandwich, but they thought that was a little too normal. So they went oh, with, yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody eats those things. But uh, So they went with the peanut butter and onion sandwich. But uh, mm. yeah, he's eating that. His little brother's upstairs and gets awoken because originally Maurice is like, I guess, his monster that uh, goes after him. So that's when we first hear the first mention of uh, Maurice, unnamed. It, it's strange, too, that they have to, later on, they switch beds because to, to prove that there is no monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, like, but in Maurice's world, there's staircases to every single bed, isn't there? That, that's yeah. my understanding. I mean, later on, he's sawing off every, <laughs> later on, too, yeah, he saws off every leg from the bed, and his mom doesn't seem to matter. 
Like he's up there sawing the legs off the beds yeah, right, right now. Go he's on. coping with them like separating. Yeah, is what she was and saying. She's like, better than becoming an axe murderer in ten years. I'm like, <laughs> what? Because yeah, if he saws off bed legs now, he won't grow up to be a murderer. I guess that makes him <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of alarming to me. Like, it's like I mean, you, yeah. you know that the kid, you know, I don't know. It's like it's like you're okay with the kid uh, maybe t- potentially being an axe murderer. Right. <laughs> um, kind of to backtrack here. You remember when the dad backs up and runs over the bicycle? Yes. I mean, was that a monster? Because that, I didn't know monsters went outside. Apparently, the light from the outside window hurt him at night. Is that what it was? was that what it was? Like, well, yeah, so, like, so how can he? How can he get hurt by the window light, but go outside under all the street lights and everything and move that bike? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I no thought that was all. strange. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out um, because at no no point do I ever see the monsters leave a house or like yeah. go outside or anything. You know. Um, they all, they go all through a house, but like never outside. So that kind of threw me off. Um, but sorry, sidetrack. They switch rooms because Brian's going to prove there's no monster. Um, what is it? His little brother says he'll do X amount of chores or something like that. Or yeah, something, something yeah, like that. Something like that. <laughs> and then and then when he, Brian ends up getting scared and sleeping on the couch, like he's yep. like double or nothing, double or nothing. Like, and that's what? when he starts his plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, he makes the Dorito trap now to bust this monster that's coming out of the bed. Uh, by and again, I don't understand what the the Dorito perimeter is for. Like, if the monster comes out of the bed uh, to eat those chips, and then he's going to pull the trigger to make the bed fall. But wouldn't the monster already be out from under the bed if he was eating well, that, those chips, or is he just reaching? Oh, so he can't go back in. Yeah, so yeah. that he oh, can okay. trap him to where he can't, is you know, go back under the bed because he's trying to prove that he's real. Now, when we don't know how deadly this monster is, that seems like a plan that could really backfire. Oh yeah, <laughs> this could very easily not be a kids' movie and be a horror movie. Oh, yeah. that he's in, you know? so, so this monster that was just gonna go run and hide now it's stuck in the room with me. <laughs> yep, the good idea. I mean, <laughs> I want to know his thought process when he's like, "What." food product do i use to lure a monster and he immediately was like oh it's doritos like without a doubt it's, it's gonna be doritos cool ranch i don't know if it was cool ranch that no, was it, was nacho, it was nacho cheese it was nacho cheese okay the monsters hate cool ranch I ain't yes that's true that. everybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh we have we have this great montage too of when brian's putting this trap together that yeah. for some reason goes to the dinner table as well like i found that funny he's like taking his bike apart. He's building this pulley contraption thing. Then there's one part of the montage where he's just shoveling food into his face so fast to get back to his... He's got to get back to it, yeah. Thing. But I'm just like, why even bother with that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I put it in the microwave, Mom. I'll eat it later. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just seemed weird to cut to the dinner table for so long during this cool, like, technical montage. <laughs> but... um, funny story. If you notice in his room, he has a License to Drive poster. Um, on the wall, they threw that in there because three of the producers of Little Monsters were also producers on License to Drive that actually released in theaters during the filming of this movie, so they oh, threw nice. that in there. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a fun fact machine. Hey, like I said, <laughs> I, I watched uh, the commentary video nice. of it right before I watched this, or before I jumped on this. So. Nice. Yeah, my buddy Matt Kaufman made me a, uh, a boot of this a long time ago because he had found out that I'd never seen this when I was a kid. So he's just like, we got to change that right now. And so this is maybe <laughs> maybe probably about two or three years ago. Uh, and he sent me that copy. So that's what I watched was uh, the copy that he made for me today. Now, is it a copy of the original Vestron VHS? Um, 
I don't think so. I think it's a DVD rip. Okay, so there's different lines of dialogue in the oh, really? Yeah. Um, for some reason, they changed some of the dialogue. Like, there's a part where the ladies, the girl with the long feet, she walks under yeah. and she says, uh, any friend of Maurice is a friend of mine. Originally, in the Vestron release, I think, in the TV release, it said, trick or treat, smell my feet. No idea why they changed that, because it wasn't, like, necessarily bad or anything. Okay, that's, I, I got the feet version. So what am I watching? Then you're watching the original version. Original Vestron tape? Yeah. That's okay. the, I think the TV and uh, Vestron, and then when they redid it for DVD, for some reason they changed it. Huh. No idea why. Yeah, there's I, like now, another stunt. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, now the one that I watched, I think was the one the, that you're talking about, like the DVD version, uh, the the artisan version. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it had the, any any friend of Maurice's is a friend of mine. Yep. And it sounds so out of place. Like, you can tell it, it wasn't part of the original dialogue. It just sounds <laughs> odd. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I watched it on uh, Tubi TV. So mm-hmm. if anybody listening or watching, uh, I know we've already kind of dived into it, but if you want to check it out for free, um, you know, it's on Tubi TV. Didn't you just pick it up today too? Yes, and I uh, I just picked it up. I don't know if we're gonna get copyright stuff, but yeah, I did pick up the. I don't think they'll get mad. Yeah. <laughs> we're promoting. Yeah. Pick, pick up the movie if you know it. <laughs> but um, one thing that we haven't touched on yet is I've seen a lot of people say this is for kids. This was a gateway horror for them. Um, for me, I watched it when it, when I was a kid. I watched it probably around ninety two. I was probably eight years old. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a gateway horror for me because like I had a young mom that let me kind of do watch whatever I wanted to watch. Honestly, so I was already watching like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff at this point. But uh. But it was when I watched Young, and I saw it on TV. It was broadcast like on a Saturday during the day or something. Um, and for the longest time, you know, it was kind of pre-internet. Like, was it really on the internet? So for the longest time, I just remembered the kid from The Wizard was in this movie with monsters. And like, up until I was probably twenty years old, I never even knew what I couldn't remember what the name of the movie was. Uh, and then internet came out, and you know, and then it was more prevalent. And then I rediscovered it. Um, but I'm one, I wonder if a lot of people discovered it that way on TV, mm-hmm. pre-internet, didn't know what it was until much later. And it yeah. seems like it, it seems like a uh, uh, kind of a hard tape to find too. If you were looking for for DVD, I don't know. I I don't have a copy, nor have I ever seen any in all my thrifting. Like, yeah, I've, right. I've come across a few, um, yep. but it's not they're not super common. Honestly, it's like the wizard. The wizard's not necessarily really super common either. Yeah. Which is shocking to me because I, I feel like that was a big a big deal. Oh yeah. It was overshadowed. The video release came out the same time Batman did. Oh, and you know, okay. the bat the original Batman was like everywhere VHS. Oh yeah. Um, so I think a lot of stuff around that time on VHS especially got overshadowed. Um but yeah. Wizard, I, same thing. Wizard yeah. was around that time. Except for Batman and Robin, I think Matt has all of them copies left. <laughs> He's picked them all up for us. Uh, yeah, slightly off topic, but uh, there's a great YouTube. There's a, there's some great YouTube videos about the uh, Batman movie premiere when that came out. Like it was like a star-studded affair. Like they had the stars there, they had the Batmobile there. Movie, like it, it was an event. Yeah, the streets were packed, filled with people. Like yeah, it was a pretty crazy. Uh, you don't see that anymore. No, I remember Mac- every place you went was partnered with Batman somehow, mm-hmm. whether it be like McDonald's or going to get in the Batman cereal at the grocery store, like. It was an event, man. It was big. 
I still have a sealed box of Batman cereal with the does Batman. It, have the bank? The, it does have the bank in it. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. And, uh, I, I, I really want to open it because I'm curious what the cereal looks like. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I just don't want to open this. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry. I'd, I'd like go for a YouTube. I'm sure there's a YouTube video somebody yeah. else <laughs> It's like sealed tapes I hate because I want to watch the movies. But it's like... <laughs> I, st- I stopped. I stopped worrying about sealed tapes, man. Oh, I, I, just I don't at all. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll just open them now, unless I already already have one that's open. Then I might not. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, went way off subject there. That's cool. Yeah. Let's go back to monsters. Back to monsters. <laughs> so, like, I do want to mention uh, Maurice's character just in general. Like, you know, when you you know, we've all seen Howie Mandel before without makeup on. But I, I honestly couldn't tell that that was him. Like if, if someone threw this movie in, and I didn't know that Howie Mandel was in it, I would have not. Oh, have even yeah. guessed that that was him. I can him. agree. I can agree. Like the voice, I can kind of tell, but like I wouldn't have paired that up. You know, I wouldn't have matched that up on my own. Because um, yeah, the makeup's pretty good. The makeup artists in this movie were actually the same makeup artists from Beetlejuice. Um, they had just seen Beetlejuice and hired them. Um, they had a much smaller budget, obviously, and had to reuse a lot of the appliances. But uh, yeah, and Howie Mandel, he was kind of coming off of uh, Walk Like a Man. That's what he had did prior to this. So he was still kind of relatively unknown. Um, and he didn't make another movie after this for a while. He went off and did Bobby's World after this. Great show. Uh, oh yeah, Bobby's World was, was great. The um, intro is so trippy, even like yeah. nowadays. Well, my mom used to tell me that they that that was about me. Like she used to be like, <laughs> "Oh, your show's on. This is the Adventures of You," and I'm like, "Oh man, like uh, cool." <laughs> I go to school and I tell people like, "Hey, do you watch my show this weekend?" Like that. My mom told me that was about me. And then I had a buddy. I don't know if you guys have heard of RC Cola. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so RC Cola. Yeah. I went to school. Um, I won't say his name, but his initials were RC. And uh, he's like, oh, man, that's cool. Did you know that R.C. Cole is named after me? Because his mom told him that. <laughs> so for the longest time, I thought, I was like, man, they're fi- I tell my parents, like, their family's rich. They own R.C. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just, it's wild. So for the longest time, I thought Bobby's World was, was about me. That's awesome. But yeah, Howie Mandel. Um, we had uh, the dude that played Boy was actually a, a pretty well-known actor um, in a lot of stuff. He was actually filming a movie with Tom Cruise at the same time he was filming this. So he would fly from Wilmington um, to wherever the set was that he was filming with Tom Cruise. And one day he showed up and he couldn't remember his lines. And Tom Cruise cussed him out and told him if he wouldn't be making, if he wasn't off in Wilmington, North Carolina, making a trash movie, that he would remember his lines. So that's uh, one of the stories that he was talking about. On stay, the, classy, uh, stay classy, Cruise. Oh, I'm telling you. Um, and Howie Mandel apparently hated making this film from what I hear. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently he respects it now for what it was, but he did not have a good time. Filming what, what, what did he not have a good time with? Was it just, uh, uh well, I imagine the, the makeup. Yeah. The, was the makeup was one. And they said, he said that the director made him like when they're underground under the bed, you know how all the steps he'd walk down. They, he would say that his walk wasn't right. So he would take take after take after take. <laughs> Of walking down these these pallet oh, steps, no. probably yeah, rest their knees after a while. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and everybody knows that he's a well-known germaphobe. Like he does not like germs at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they filmed in a an old uh, decommissioned warehouse, and when they weren't filming or on camera, they had to wear masks because there was mold, and obviously oh, that didn't sit well with him at all. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
I can see why. I understand Howie. So, but uh, it doesn't show in the film. No, no, no. Uh, he, he's all he, into it. He brings it his all, and he's yeah. he's totally got that spazzy uh, character yeah. kind of stick down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you watch it now, and it's just like imagine how annoying that would be to actually hang out with that guy. Well, he he's an annoying. Like he, I think he's supposed to be twelve in the movie. I think at one point they say he's twelve or something like that, and um. Like he does come across as an annoying twelve year old at some yep. point, especially the baseball, the need him, got him, got him, need him, got him. Exactly. Know, like... <laughs> and, and, and I mean, and then he spins around. He's not even looking at him after a while. So it's just oh, like no. you're just saying need him, got him at this point. Spazzling. Yeah, he, he's uh, constantly moving. Like it's nuts. He also makes that weird line that he's been doing this for two hundred years. Yeah, which yeah. makes no sense. So it's like, was he a kidnapped kid who just stuck at age twelve in monster form now? That's or... very that's that could very well be true actually yeah <laughs> and it's just it's so weird that they don't we're not given any motivation for the monsters like why they want to scare the kids or what they're like nope what is this accomplishing? you're just coming up out of somebody's bed to scare an infant and then disappear yeah. back into their bed again like dude is that really the best use of your time you got going on right now <laughs> yeah, apparently they act like it's fun like fun mm-hmm. to them but after a while does it not get old like i would get i'd rather be down there playing that baseball playing baseball with everybody oh, yeah. you know, to be honest with you <laughs> Or exploring, you know, there's a lot yep. of exploring to do down there. And if I'm a 12 year old kid, that's what I want to do is explore. You know? Yeah. It. Uh, I do want to mention when we're, we're watching this scene where they're uh, when Maurice is showing um, Brian the underworld, and you see like you know all the monsters having fun playing games and whatnot. It really reminded me of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where all of uh, Shredder's. All the foot, foot you know, clan the, den there, yeah. The, the yeah, foot the clan they're trying to spot. recruit or, half pipe know, in our <laughs> <laughs> That's why. And, and where are the monsters getting? All? Are they still in the food from the houses and then bring them down? Is that what they're doing? We, like to get I, all the food and stuff? I don't know. It looked like they had a whole platter of cheeseburgers. Like, yeah, but you're not gonna get all those cheeseburgers. They all look no. the same from one person's house. So is they, there a monster they, stuff down oh, there? Like. Yeah. Do they hope somebody falls asleep in a McDonald's so they can come out from under them? Like, <laughs> they're hoping like a bum is sleeping right next to a McDonald's so they can just kind of crawl from underneath them. Yeah. Or, or like right uh, there's like literally like in the background arcade machines and stuff and pinball machines. So did somebody go up there and literally sne- sneak an entire pinball machine under somebody's bed to get it right down there? Like, you know, uh, like where does the limit end? Like how far can you pick the bed up? before yeah. it's technically not a bed anymore. Well, that's another problem I have with this, where, you know, after the first time he meets Maurice, uh, he scares him, they have the, the like, wrestle thing in the dark, and then when he finally goes back under the bed, he straight up lifts that bed up with just one arm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, my name's Maurice, I'll see you later. Boop, and goes back down. But later yeah. on in the movie, he's, like, sawing the bed legs off. But it's like, dude, he already proved that. He could just lift the bed with one arm he in the middle. It. Like, what, yeah. what is that? What is the sawing legs going to do for anything? Yeah, like, he can hold the bed up. And then when he throws the trash can on the clothes, he's having a rough time at first picking just Fred Savage up. Yep. You know, so I don't know. Well, I think he might have been. I think he might have been messing with him there. Like I think he had the strength to just straight up. Because he does at the end, technically. Yep. Throws him. Makes sense. He lifts everybody up in the end, but yeah, he just. (laughs) And they also lift the beds constantly when they're going under them. So I just don't understand what the whole sawing bed legs later on in the movie was supposed to. Just one of the weird things that don't make sense yeah. in this. Yeah. <laughs> and and toward you know, at one point Fred Savage is even able to go without Maurice 
under the bed. Mm-hmm. So, like, does that mean that is that because he's slowly turning into a monster? He has that ability now, or I think that's what they were saying. Yeah, the more okay. time he, the more time he spends down there in Monster World, the more he starts changing. That's where he starts shrinking and starts losing weight. Yeah, which is again, this movie just throws all these ideas out, but like never has any like reason for them or backstory to this. Right. So it's just kind of like piece piece it together. I almost feel like this might, in an original draft, had more backstory to things because I feel you like it has to. It you don't ever know to. where Maurice came from. You don't. There isn't like a bunch of other Maurices down there. It seems. It seems all the monsters are like uh, littler for one. Yeah. Like he's like the only adult monster saved from Slick, Snick, and uh, Boy. And boy, yeah. So there's only Which... like three adult monsters in the whole realm that we ever see. Everybody else seems like they're kids. Oh, and oh, uh, like, oh, the, the Yep. The, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of animal that lady thing's supposed to be, or bug thing, whatever, spider, caterpillar, whatever. Yeah. Um, but she's odd. Like she still freaks me out to this day. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like the actor was the one doing that voice. Yeah. Like it just doesn't match up to me at all. Um, that part kind of bothered me because they kind of chipmunked the voice there, where it's yeah. Like, I just thought that was kind of cheap. Like I thought it would have been cooler if it had like an actual somebody doing a real weird voice, not just a. I feel like it too. Yeah, I feel like it too. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen some backstory on Boy and Snick because that literally Boy is like third act. Like yeah. you don't hear about, or you hear about Boy's staircase. That's all you hear about. But it's like, such a it. weird thing to keep talking about somebody, but never seeing him or never even knowing like, like why is he here? Like I know at doing... one point he wants him to stay to play with him. So I guess Boy's whole motiv- motivation is to kids like to come down and then him try to keep them there. Like to play with them, or whatever. But he don't. I don't think he actually actually wants to play with them. I think he wants to kill them. Mm. Like the whole time, yeah. it doesn't seem like he wants to play with Brian. Like he, he no. wants to kill him. And what's he doing up there all that time in that room that nobody's allowed into? Like, yeah, <laughs> got building I, model airplanes to shoot kids at the end. <laughs> it, it it almost seems like like Maurice is almost in on it too because he's he's good at coaxing the kids to come down in there and make it seem like it's a good time. And then you have like boy wanting the kids to stay down there, and then Snick just seems like he's he's the Mister Boss Man, and he's telling them what to do and whatnot. Well, he he tells Snick to drop uh, Brian when he's holding him. He's like, "All right, fine, drop him," and he starts to walk off. Like he could have technically dropped him there and killed him. And then what? What would Maurice have did? Like, oh well, all right, gotta like, find another kid. Uh, bring another one down here into danger. You know. Yeah. Snick was another character that I wasn't too. I didn't enjoy him that much because he 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 was definitely on the Daniel Stern angry spectrum. Like I felt like he just kind of brought things down where it was just a scrump. Like oh, what yeah, the hell is up with that. that? What the hell is up with that scene where he's got the little kid? And he's like, I'm gonna stick my thumb in your eye, and I'm gonna pour your mouth a little like this, and I'm just yeah. gonna tear your head off your shoulders. Like whoa, dude. <laughs> and what's up with the makeup for that monster? I feel like that was like the laziest thing I could it's think so of. So weird. Yeah. Yeah, because he's just like this. <laughs> oh, the kid thing with the hands. Yeah, he's just yeah, like yeah. that. That's all he's doing, and I'm like, that's. That don't even look like a monster. That just looks like a kid doing this. Like, yeah, because I, I, he had hands too, though. Like, I, I think that was what they were saying was like, that was his monster body. Like, it was holding his head. So, like, he didn't actually rip his head off. He just pulled it off of his hands that were holding it. Ah, was that was what, makes I, a what lot I thought. Sense. Yeah, maybe. But, but still, yeah, it's just cheesy. Like, what? yeah, I, 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 that was one of the ones I just absolutely hated. And like, you can see that too. You can see where they put the money in the effects, especially when there's a bunch of them, like during the baseball scene. Some of the really horrible effects show up in that baseball scene because there's like 
It's just like if you look in the background, it's literally a dude with a mask on, and it ain't even tucked into his shirt. It's like flopped over his shirt, like <laughs> it's like put a mask on, stand there, like like they they did some really cheap stuff in some parts of this. Well, I know they were going. Uh, Bestron was going bankrupt during. They were, yeah. So they sold it ended up being sold, and mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't seem like they have a lot of faith in this movie. And when it did come out yeah. to the theaters, it was only in like a like a hundred hundred or so movie theaters. It had a very very small release. Only grossed eight hundred thousand. Yeah, at the yep. highest point. Yep. So yeah, I don't think they did. Um, they just they didn't have a lot of faith at all. Um, I know they said that it developed somewhat of a cult following on VHS. Uh, when it released, then any mm-hmm. money or popularity that it made was on VHS. The theatrical release did nothing for this yep. movie. Um, they did have a, a hotline. Did you see the hotline? Oh, the preview at the beginning was great. Did, yes, uh, yes. Did you see this one, Marcus? The 900 number? Or did you? Uh, I, I didn't catch that one. I don't think it's on the. So, yeah, I definitely had the Vestron rip then because I yeah, watched that trailers in the beginning of my copy. Yeah, it's uh, on yeah. YouTube if you want to check it out later. But it's right. during awesome. the time of. You know, call and talk to Maurice for a dollar ninety nine a minute. Like, and it's a rap, it's a rap song, and it goes yes. forever. <laughs> oh, it's wow. long, dude. It's almost a full length rap. Like, it's like wow, yeah, I totally did not see that at all in, in the version I watched. But yeah, there's some cool prizes. The grand prize is a trip to Hawaii, and uh, you could also win a pinball table. Um, yep. Not the same cool. pinball table they showed in the movie, because uh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could win some K-Swiss sneakers and, a, and an autographed picture of Fred Savage. Just what every kid wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely go check that out. That song is amazing. Oh, it is great. It is great. Definitely um, going to check it out tonight. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's try to get back. All right. So he finds out Maurice is real. He hangs out with him for a while. Um, he finds out Brian has been kidnapped by boy. So he's going to go try to, he, he technically goes after boy twice. The first time he fails miserably because uh, he doesn't have a team. Yeah. So, that's, an- that's another weird jumping way ahead into the movie. Uh, yeah. He just kind of goes and recruits people, but then they recruit the bully, but there's no, yeah. like, there's no like scene of him. Like, I feel like that would be a tough sell. Like, Hey dude, that totally hates me. That <laughs> wants to fight me and beat me up. I need you to go help me fight monsters. Are you cool with that? And that kid's just like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, totally on board. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm assuming the only reason they get him is because he's the only one big enough to carry all the batteries. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Because I noticed he's the one carrying everything. So yeah. I guess they're like, yeah. we got to get all him. The equipment. Yeah. But um, I just don't know why he would go with him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a season of apple juice. Know, right? Like, I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> So let's talk about that a little bit too. That the pranks that they do—that's the whole oh, game yeah. of the monster. That's the whole game that the monsters seem to have is to go under people's beds, scare the kids, and frame them for doing bad things. Yeah, uh, they don't even get to see the result because no, it no, 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 no. The day. Exactly, and then they disappear. So like, their whole legacy is just getting a bunch of kids in trouble for yeah. kids doing nothing. And then we see that scene where all the kids are like getting blamed and, and like crying to their parents. It's kind of yeah. weird. Like all these poor kids. <laughs> like uh, when uh, uh, O'Brien and Maurice go and go to Kirsten's room and, you know, what is and, up with that? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, sneaking around her room and he sees the picture of, of, you know, Brian sees his own picture on yeah. her mirror and, so that's, and, uh, that, that's another thing, dude. You're sneaking into this girl's house that you like and spying on her while she sleeps while your monster friend is doing tongue flicks at her sleeping head. Like, yeah. what is <laughs> yeah, going on? Weird. <laughs> yeah, 
a little odd. And then we also find out that Maurice can shape shift, or at least his limbs yeah. can shape shift into his like hand a, dog. Into a dog. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if you can do that, why well, then at the end of the battle you just turn into something like huge and like eat boy, yeah. you know, like yeah. And they also make a uh, a masturbation joke with the dog yes, hand they too. Do. Yes, they like, do. Uh, every every man's best friend is right hand. It's right like, hand. Yep. Kids movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, at at one point, um. One of the monsters tells uh, Brian when he's underground, he says, hey, nice ass. Like, yeah. literally says, hey, nice ass. And I was like, what? Like, like why, is, why is Murray stretching his, his Mr. Fantastic arms to pull your pants down? Why is the yeah. girl, why is, what is going on? <laughs> Bro, odd stuff, man. Yeah. Definitely uh, a movie you couldn't make today with the same stuff. There's just no, no way. And, yeah, and there, the, there would definitely be a red flag pulled. Oh yeah, if they try to make it today. And we definitely, <laughs> definitely tap on it already. But the cruelest thing is the piss jar. Like, yeah. oh my gosh! Like they yeah. totally like swap. Okay, it's funny when they swap the, the tuna fish out with cat food. That that's funny. But then to straight up piss and make somebody drink it, like what? The this fuck? is monster piss too. We yeah. do not know what's in this. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> what's, how's I gonna react? And like <laughs> he like literally just turns around while Brian's looking in his fridge, and he's just like, just yeah. peeing away. <laughs> Just like, like not even drinking all the apple juice is like, like, yeah. crazy, man. like what the hell? So yeah, the, so the Molly's parents are going to wake up in the morning and find just like a pool of apple juice. And piss, <laughs> because floor. I guarantee he didn't get all in. Oh yeah. Like he went all over the place, bro. Like, Unless he has like a long stringy monster. We don't know what it looks like. We don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what Maurice's got. He might've been perfect aim. Who knows? But uh, this, the scene where he gets the bully with the piss cracks me up. I love it. Oh, yeah. Because the bully eats, this, they, eats a big bite of the sandwich. Then he's like, oh, what the hell? And he, then he drinks the piss. And yep. then he just blows like the most disgusting looking vomit chunks all over the principal. Yeah. <laughs> all over. Perfect timing. Principal walks right by at the perfect time. Yeah. And then the excitement on Brian's face. Yeah. He's high diving and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, he loves it. And I'm like, all right. Even wearing like the sunglasses during school because he's been up all night in the monster world, you know, like a little tiny hungover. Yeah, yeah, hungover yeah. little kid for the monster <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say uh, we we forgot to mention the sandwich had a uh, cat food in it. Cat food, yeah. It was supposed to be like a tuna sandwich, but yeah. you know, I've never eaten cat the... food, but I feel like it would kind of taste like tuna. Like on a sandwich, it doesn't. <laughs> I just, I just know. Like, uh, seriously, when I was, I think I was like eighteen, maybe seventeen or eighteen. I was just like, I wonder what cat food tastes like. I wonder if I could eat that because I think it's just to survive off like a whole meal for like fifty nine cents. And right. I got it. Oh, I couldn't do. I tried dog food too. Same idea. Ooh, <laughs> so I tried not not wet dog food, but you know, like little treats. They have the ones that taste like they say they taste like little pepperoni pizzas. So I'm like, yep. I'm a twelve year old kid. I'm like. I'm going to try it. It did not taste like pepperoni pizza <laughs> at all. At least you were 12. I, I was definitely in my teens. <laughs> I was like, this, is, this is sometime in high school where I was just like, I could just probably eat for uh, so much more money to spend on movies and stuff if I just eat a can of cat food. I just love <laughs> cat food. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not, it's actually a well known thing. A lot of older ladies do eat cat food. When I uh, started my first job, I was like 14. I worked at a grocery store. Lady would come in all the time about cat food. She openly told me, she ate cat food. Her yeah. and her cats shared cat food, and that's what she lived off of. So apparently it's a thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> She's acquired a taste from over the years. 
Hey, they have. I, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I've ever tried. I don't think I could do it either. I, I have tried, uh, like, just the dry dog food. Was just right. like wondering, like, you know, these dogs <laughs> eat it all the time. It's got to be pretty good. It doesn't taste like, like I, anything. <laughs> it's just so bitter and like nothing there. I yeah. just love the fact that all of us have got so bored at one point that we've <laughs> all food. <laughs> well, I was trying to be thirty. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm hoping people smart. that watch this or listen to this are like, you know what? I've tried it too. Yeah. <laughs> They're like they put in the comments. Yeah, put in the comments. Comment down, comment down below. Do you guys eat cat food? <laughs> have you ever tried a piece of dog food? <laughs> and who drank piss at school? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we all have. <laughs> I, I did actually have a friend that got into that in high school and it was foul and he kept trying to get me to do it too and i was like no he, he really? started drinking his own piss and like showing me all these readouts of like medical facts about it and the benefits and yeah it's like uh, no i'm good with that bro you can <laughs> uh, i'm gonna sit over here and eat my cat food you you do do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man all right that was a fun trip uh, <laughs> so all right so yeah he tries he tries to go attack boy and that's when is that when all the toys come to life and it scares them off? No, no, no. The toys come later too, as well, right? Well, they do. But before we even get to part one of the boy thing, uh, mm -hmm. what? This is another weird thing about this movie. They kidnap his brother. Is it, is it Eric? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah. So like, Brian doesn't want to join Maurice or doesn't want to. He gets mad at the pranks, so he doesn't want to do it anymore. So they somehow go kidnap his brother out of the blue. Why not kidnap like, him? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Snick could easily get out and grab him, and Brian oh, would yeah. do nothing. So, like, why I, try to lure Brian down there? Like, exactly. I think they're trying to lure more kids. That they're going to try to get both the brothers. I, I guess that, that makes was... sense. Yeah, if you still Brian or still Eric, you'll get Brian as well. So that yeah, makes sense. Because Brian's not going to, you know, Brian knows what's going on, so he's not going to just leave his brother down there. But he did try to release Eric to stay to keep Brian at one point. So that was the deal he made. Whether he was going to keep it or not, I don't know. But yeah, like 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 I was saying, like Snick could just get up there and grab both those kids and go back under the bed. Like he's yeah, he could. He's he a could. giant. He could get yeah. Brian and he could come back the next night and get Eric. I mean, like. So I was I was very confused watching this because I hadn't seen it for a while and they just kept mentioning boy, and half the time I thought they said Boyd, and then Boyd. a lot of time they said boy. Uh, but yeah, who is Boy? Like, and then we finally meet him, and it's like he's got Eric on this dartboard spin wheel thing, all yeah. chained up, throwing lawn darts at him, which is twisted. And uh, like, I mean, what is, as a what villain, is the end game? yeah, he's a, he's a great villain. Like, oh, yeah. he is creepy looking. I would love to know his backstory. Like, he's the most, in in my opinion, he's even more interesting to me than Maurice is. Like, yep. Boy is super interesting to me. I want to know why he looks like this. Like, because my thing is, like, when they start turning into monsters, how, like, what kind of monsters do they turn into? Is it, like, a manifestation of something that's part of them? So, like, they have, they look like this because in their real life they did this or or what? And, like, was Boy bad before? And then, like, he chose to stay down there? Like, there's just so much things that I think could happen from Boy that they don't get to talk about. And it's weird, too. Like, uh, we do... Uh... Um, Maurice doesn't start out with horns. Remember, he grows those when yep. he gets the first blast of sunlight. So, does the sunlight cause mutations? Are, are are all the other monsters with some weird kind of mutations like that happen from the sunlight? Like maybe that kid looked yeah. normal, and then the sun hit him one day, and now he's got hands that's come out of his. It could have been. Um, and like boy, I think you mentioned before, Matt. Boy, did he have 
somebody's face on was that what was left of his face that like, was what that was what my that's what my uh feelings were because you look his skin is all wrinkled around the top of his like stretched then they, yeah then they show him from behind and it looks like everything's pulled back like that and stuck there like that's what i'm thinking so total, maybe total leather face kind of dealy <laughs> so, yeah, yeah where did you get this skin dude <laughs> that's it yeah like, did you have skin before, and maybe you got in the sunlight, and it melted the skin off, and now you use other kids' faces or something? Which, that's not a kid's face, anyway. That's no. like a grown man's face. Like, Oh, he's one of the three adults that live in Monster yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I feel like there was probably backstory at some point, and they just ran out of money or time or something. Yep. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of things I'd like to know about these monsters that we don't. Oh, and we'll no. never, never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we do know that they do not like sunlight or any any kind of any light. kind of bright lights. Yeah. Which fortunately, when the only friend that Brian really beats is a girl that has access to all the lights they could handle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that worked out great. And can we also yeah. talk about how savage these kids are? Like once they get those lights, they go into Monsterland together. They just start blasting monsters with lights. Dude, really dilly. just didn't even do anything. I know. They're just, like, yeah, they're just playing pinball and shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's literally just a monster running away, and they're like, eh, shoot him in the back. Like, yep. like I'm like, bro, <laughs> that's just mean. Dude. Nobody was attacking you or anything, ever. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, are they dead? I don't think so, because they that's how they get Maurice out of the ball pit pool. Uh, that's the, what the, I was thinking. The pool. Boy, boy, they zap him, and he, like, literally is gone. He's done. Yeah. And his clothes fold up neatly. Like, like, at a certain point of light, is it like, you're done? And then, like, because that's what I'm thinking, because, like, is boy done now? Uh, I'm not sure, because what's his nuts? Snick got blown up, too, and just pulled himself back together again. So that's true. And the only thing that killed him was the fire or whatever. Which was, the flame. which was so lazy, I thought. Like, yeah. Really? Like, it, they didn't make up any kind of weird weakness or anything. You just. Where'd you get a flamethrower down there? Did, did you steal that from somebody's house? Yeah. <laughs> something that puts off that much light. If I was a monster, I wouldn't bring down there. No. Like, and wouldn't that hurt him, too? Like, flamethrowers are bright. It, yeah. It literally went on him, too. So, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of rules they don't follow. Because, um, like you were saying, Maurice goes into clothes. They push him under the door. He comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit Boy with the light. He's gone forever. They hit. I, I wouldn't think fire would kill a monster. Like, yeah. I figured only light does it, but apparently fire does it, too. So, I don't know. <laughs> lots of lots of different rules that uh, are very odd. Yep. In, uh, I, was just, I was just reading, I guess uh, they do uh, um, tell you, like, why uh, Maurice can't come back or whatever like i guess uh like when they try to make it through the uh to the exit or whatever like because the sunrise had already risen so um they they like were gonna be lost down there unless they uh uh, well yeah well yeah that made sense they can't once once the sun comes up that door is it's it's done yeah are they closed for are they stuck down there for eternity then is that that's kind of what they make it out that's kind of what they make it out to be but like wouldn't they be able to just come out the next day see i'm I'm assuming by the next day you're turning to a monster oh that's what i'm assuming fast okay that's what i would assume 
That's what yep. I'm getting, I'm taking from it. Um, and like I said, all those like a good majority of those monsters down there are obviously kids. Um, so there's like missing posters everywhere. Families looking for their kids. <laughs> Little did they know they're like trapped under the bed, you know? Oh, and- this, this makes sense now. Um, why they ended up all the way in Malibu was because the sunrise hadn't risen yet. So they had to travel to some other yeah. kid's yeah, bed. Time zones. Yeah. They had to get through the time zones and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that makes That's sense. Why they like why they're running. way over there. Yeah. They had, which, how does the scale? Is there a train? Is that a train? Yeah, there's a train okay. in my area. Sorry about that. Wow. I haven't heard a train in a while. I'm not near a train. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, I live by one, so. <laughs> it's a good, at least it's a good thing you love train horns. <laughs> All right. Good thing you're like a big, big fan of train, train enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, good thing. We're going to pause this podcast, guys. I'm going to go out and watch the train. Be right back. Hey, I, I need to change my podcast to the Rude Train Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about uh, top ten conductors of the 20th century. On the <laughs> New format, guys. Roll with me. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Oh, okay. What's your favorite caboose? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sorry little... about that, guys. We're oh, yeah, yeah. off track. <laughs> off track. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Off track with Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Start next week, guys. Wear one of those conductor hats. Yep. <laughs> for the wooden train whistles, you can get at souvenir shops. <laughs> oh man. Right, well, I I did read that uh, that they are in a suburban area in Boston, so they are on the East Coast. Okay. Okay. So, well, that's where so. it takes, okay. So she does say Massachusetts at the end. So I wonder why they even like, why, what's the point of even changing the location? They could have just said we're in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Same deal. The location literally. Same time zone. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. even the beach at the end that's supposed to take place in California takes place at Wrightsville beach, North Carolina. So it's like, why not just be in North Carolina? Yep. You know, there's no yeah. point in making it be Boston. There was no story plot that needed to be Boston. So, uh, but yeah, so the boy fight's kind of weird. Uh, it is. When they, go, when they go to stop him and he lets out all the uh, tanks and airplanes. Straight up demonic toys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Straight up demonic toys. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're playing for keeps too, man. Those tanks are blowing things up left and right. Straight up saw blades. Oh, yeah, saw blades on the floor. <laughs> like, if that would have got one of those kids, like, fucking gore galore, you know? Like, it would have been like... <laughs> Like they were, yeah, they're out for blood. They're out to kill. They're not out to like scare them. You nope. know, they're not trying to kill at this point. So then, right. but you got to ask yourself, like, what is the grand end game here? Because didn't they want these kids to be monsters? Like, I thought so, yeah. But they're literally just trying to kill them. and lose them. Yeah, <laughs> you're just yeah, and like that's his game. He's trying to kill them because like there's no other outcome from that from a saw blade. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But I kind of love it when it's going after her, and she's just like looking down at them, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you could kind of just stand still. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how useless some of these kids are. Technically, one in general. Okay. Eric's friend is yeah. pointless. <laughs> yeah. You got the big kid that carries everything. You got Kirsten, who is in charge of the lights and everything. You got Brian that's there for his brother. Eric's friend, just a casualty, bro. I thought for sure. 
he was going to die at some point. He's comedic relief or something. And, and he was what? just a believer that there's monsters. That's all. He was the one that brought up the story about, uh, at like the very you know beginning of the movie. I know we're backtracking. A friend I'm, of a I'm friend of track. my cousin's roommate's friend. Yeah. The story. yeah, he goes on that spiel about yeah, that, yeah. That there was a monster under his bed. I also thought it was weird too when um, Brian went to that kid's house to get him, and the first thing that kid did was like make a cross. He was like, "No, ah, like why? Like why did you think he was a vampire?" That's what I'm saying. Like I, I feel like there's some missing scene or something that was led up to. Uh... Oh, there is a scene, bro. He said he asked him if he's a vampire when he's wearing the sunglasses earlier in the movie. He says Hello. something to, to, to Eric about it. I didn't think All about right, that, that just sense. now. I didn't either, yeah. That, just, oh, that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, I, just, I literally did not. I've seen this movie a million times and literally just now connected <laughs> the dots on that. <laughs> okay, so I get that. Still kind of don't make sense anyway. Um, it's like a straight up Fright Night scene. You yep. know? But, uh, but yeah, so he goes to get him. He joins because he says, oh, you know, Eric's my friend. I'm going to go say, you know, I'm going to go help him. Um, we don't know what they say to the big kid bully because it doesn't make sense. It's such a weird scene to me that he just shows up and he's like, oh, I'm on your side now. <laughs> of all kids, of all yeah. the kids they could pick. Really? I'd go, if I was a 12 year old kid, I'd probably go tell my dad. Like, yeah. in all honesty, I'd be like, you're not going to believe this dad, but I'm going to prove it to you. Watch when I put my hand under this bed. Yeah. Now I need you to get like a gun and come with me, you know? <laughs> Like, bring your gun, and we're going to go shoot these monsters and take our, your son oh, back. To go way back, it's a really weird comment from Maurice, too, when he first shows up. And he's like, I'm going to scream. And he's like, oh, if you're screaming, your dad's going to come here with a 12-gauge shotgun. Blow your head off. Like, whoa. Yeah. What? He was, <laughs> like, bro, you must tuck it to that next level. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get this kid killed now, not just in trouble. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. There's some weird lines in this. Yeah. <laughs> There is. There are some like crazy weird lines in this. There's also that weird line where uh, Brian was sleeping in class too that we never see who says it. Where is uh is that that yelling? Oh, yelling, I can't remember how it goes, but it's just like good. Or was it wake up or good morning? Good morning, Brian. Yeah, like, it's like oh, straight up good morning Vietnam. Robin yeah. Williams in the classroom, yeah. man. Who's doing that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you can tell it was obviously like added later. Because it was like not part of the scene, like it didn't no. match up with any audio. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like Daniel Stern, like he was trying to be funny when, uh, you know, Eric said that he seen a mo- or not, yeah, Eric when he seen a monster under his bed, and oh yeah, yeah. the dad was like, "Well, I don't know if there's any monster down there." You know, he's pretending like, "Oh, that he got grabbed and yeah. well, pulls out his underwear sense. and throws it at his face," it, which doesn't make sense with the overall <laughs> plot of the story. Because that's the only scene, really, that he's nice to him. That's the yeah. only scene that you see him get along with their mom. Mm-hmm. Just that one scene. And then all the rest of the time, there are the parents are arguing with each other. He's arguing with the kids. Like, like what happened during that scene that all of a sudden made him happy? You and, know? I, and I love, too, that the kid's afraid of monsters. So the best thing to do is to fake getting attacked. And then when you come back with the flashlight, he does that creepy... Yeah, right. <laughs> It's just like, dude, you are the worst dad. <laughs> like, no wonder he's afraid of monsters. Yeah. Right? Daniel's so, uh, so yeah, so they end up killing Boy uh, after doing, like, two scenes in a row. It's bizarre. They get there, and they kind of mess up, and they try it again. And it's, it's almost like the same play-for-play. Play. It, it is. Yep. Like, when I re-watched it after not watching it for a while, I was like, oh, here's the part. And I was like, where's the bully? I forgot there was ever, like, another time. Yeah. Before. 
you know, like it's odd. And it's almost back to back too. Like they go in, yeah, then it's, it's like strange. just a couple minutes and then they're back again. Same exact same play. Like it's, it's wild. So, but they do end up taking out boy and Snick and then they need to get out of there. So they have that big epic book that I, I thought that was so neat where they're like, Oh shit, uh, we got to go to a different time zone. And oh yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, in a cheap, effective way to do it, too. They just kind of run it's by the time. Wall yeah, and, and it's a time filler. Yeah, yep. and it says way to fill time because there is, that's kind of a long scene where they're just like running. Oh, here's a sign. Oh, they go up the steps. Oh, it's closed. And yep. that's like 10 minutes, bro. Like, where they're just doing that. You know, yeah. so it's it's an effective way to kill time. Um, you know, a race against the clock kind of thing. Um I love when they get to Phoenix there. There's somebody coming down the stairs and they're all like smoking. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was cool, but then I'm so confused still by like what happened in the end. Why I mentioned that earlier. Like why can't I, I don't understand the touching moment at the end with Maurice and Brian, where it's just like, dude, can't you just come back tomorrow night? Like, yeah. Is it me? Like, Strange. It don't make sense to me. Like he could, all I, like I said, I'm thinking the only reason is he's trying to close the book on like being a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once again, his brother's not. So you can come see his brother and you can just like go in the room and hang out with him. Yep. Like, I, I, love, I love too when they were talking to, uh, I think Snick and was saying something to Maurice, like now these, now these boys know all our secrets of down here. When he was mad at him for bringing Brian down. He's like, like, yeah, what? Like, yeah, now they know our secrets. Like, what are you gonna do? Tell your parents there's Monster World under the bed? Like, yeah, nobody's gonna buy that. And first off, what secrets? Like, yeah. other than that, there's monsters under the bed. There's nothing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's monsters under the bed. Okay, what else? They play baseball. What? What? <laughs> they eat bojangles. What? <laughs> like, I don't know what else is crazier than the fact that there's monsters. That's the key there, is that there's monsters. The other yeah. stuff don't matter. Some of them are goofy looking, and then some aren't. They look like regular people, but just look really dirty. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, they do look really dirty. Can you imagine the kid that got scared by the monster that looks like this? So when he's trying to describe how scary this monster is, he's like, it climbed out of the bed like this. <laughs> I'd be like, and then what? Like the Home Alone kid? Ah, <laughs> yeah. ah. Kevin, like, I do. Climbed out from under your face. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I, I do want to mention uh, when he said something about well, he, he can come back and visit Eric. You know that that's a missed opportunity for a sequel. Oh, you yeah. know Brian Brian's all grown up, and then you know they could have made a sequel with Brian being or Eric being like what Brian is now. Yeah, or they like, or they. Like, or they could do a real time sequel right now with they could. Brian all grown up and it, Maurice is coming to visit his kid. Yeah, they could, they could do that. They could totally steal the plot of Drop Dead Fred, and he's went through like, you know, counseling and stuff. And he's like at this point, like, oh, it wasn't real. I imagined it all. And then Maurice pops out and was like, I need you. You know, he's like, yeah. oh crap, he's battling with no, I'm just going crazy. You know, like it could work. They could just still Drop Dead Fred and like do that. That would be crazy if it had a sequel that came out now. Dude, Howie yeah. would never sign up for this sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd have to get somebody new, man. They'd, they'd get whoever's hot in Hollywood right now. It'd be like The Rock and Kevin Hart playing Maurice and, <laughs> and Brian. <you> know? <laughs> oh, geez. What was that? To, oh, yeah. The Planes, Trains, and Automobiles remake that they announced. What is up with that? Bro, what a crazy cast. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy cast. 
Yeah, I don't even know. It's like the Golden Girls. Like, did you see the casting for the Golden Girls remake? No, I didn't even know there was one. Oh, yeah. What? They just cast for the Golden Girls remake. Bro. And, like, I don't get the Golden Girls vibe at all. At yeah. all. I hope Marcus is searching Golden Girls remake right now. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who, who they have in the, the cast for that. And, like, I'm just going to go and say it has nothing to do with race or anything like that. It's just the oh. picks. They don't match up with their original. Like, yeah. I don't. There's no original vibe, bro. Oh. Like. It doesn't Picture feel the this. Thing. 1920 <laughs> Sicily. <laughs> yeah, what would it be 1920? What would it be like? 1981 Chicago. Picture, like, <laughs> picture this. 1981. <laughs> I can picture that. Oh no, I can't. I was born in 80. If they say 84, I can picture that. that there was even... a kid in a William Shatner's mask and he <laughs> was tormenting Haddonfield. <laughs> that seems like so long ago. So, uh, so yeah, back to the monsters. Yes, yes. What what the hell is up with the ending of this movie? Like, Bro. he talked to his mom on the phone. And he was like, "What are you doing in Malibu?" He's like, "It's kind of a long story." Freeze, done. Like, what? <laughs> are you gonna tell your? I mean, sure, they're gonna have a long drive or fly back. So yeah. I guess they. Bro, I like as a parent, if my kid called me and told me that, I don't know where I would start. I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> well, first off, I don't know where to tell you to go to stay safe. Like, I don't. Oh, yeah. You don't know where a, I mean, I guess a police station. You go to the police. <laughs> yeah, like go to the police and stay there, and like we're gonna figure this out. Like, yeah. a day or two. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, and those well, kids. Or are... they be like, or they could be like, well, that's gonna look fishy if they go to the police, because then they're gonna look at the parents, be like, well, where the hell were you when these kids yeah. are all the way across the country? Why is this kid wearing? A big dirty leather jacket. Yeah, it's still got baloney <laughs> on his shirt. Like, yeah. with mustard. like I don't understand what's wrong. And they got all I these mean, flashlights. Yeah. So like, <laughs> let me ask you this. So Brian obviously is like twelve years old. I'm assuming his brother's around seven or eight. Would that? I mean, is that about right? You think seven, yeah, eight years old, something like that? Yeah, so six or his, seven maybe. Yeah. yeah. So he's around right. there. I guess his friend is in the same grade as him. So he's about the same. Man, can you imagine if those kids were just like in California, didn't know what to do? Like at that age, those kids don't know what to do. Yeah, I also like, find it kind of coincidental that just like in The Wizard, Fred Savage ends up in California in the end of this movie. Does <laughs> and, and he meets a quirky girl that helps him along the way. Like yeah. he has his little brother with him. Yeah. <laughs> Weird man. Yeah, Are we talking not... about little monsters? Yeah, yeah. Or, or the wizard? Like I don't know. And the, uh, the bully's like that kid that steals his money in the, yeah. uh, the pickup truck. Yep. <laughs> they not, they steal the money out of the uh, lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a movie we need to talk about sometime in the future is The Wizard. Oh, I totally took The Wizard with you. I love The Wizard. <laughs> Me too. The, no joke. Little Monsters is my second favorite movie of all time. Oh, wow. And the, the Wizard is number one. Yep. Like, that's my number one movie in the whole world. But okay, so at the end, when I was a kid and I saw this movie, the Talking Heads song that plays at the end of this movie, that was the first time I'd ever heard Talking Heads, and I absolutely loved this song, "The Road to Nowhere." Yep. And to this day, I still love it because of Little Monsters. I think of Little Monsters every time that I hear this. Um, the song "Road to Nowhere" wasn't actually released by Talking Heads till like 1995, and it was released on an album called Little Critters, which is it has to be some kind of connection. Oh, so it never actually was on an album. But it was Apparently not. Five years before, like, apparently, yeah. Crazy. So I'm assuming either 
I don't think they made it for this movie, but I think it was a track that they had. Um, and then they released it exclusively on this movie and then later um, put it out on a, an album, which such a popular, catchy song. You would think that it would have been on something other than a movie that nobody was watching. You yep. know? Unless it had something to do with like uh, the rights to whoever's in charge of the soundtrack yeah. for the, you know, they could have maybe bought it from talking it could have been licensed for x amount of years like yeah um only song that's better in this movie than road to nowhere is magic of the night which was wrote like especially for this movie um it was never released on anything ever um the guy that wrote magic of the night is kind of like a composer for movies um he performed this one and he performed one other song um but it's never been officially released on anything so magic of the night I like the song uh, I Love the Sound of Breaking Glass. It's played oh, yeah, yeah. That one's a good one, too, yeah. yeah. And it fit in with the scene perfectly. because Oh, it did, yeah, because they're breaking glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. I love that one. I love Magic of the Night. I love Road to Nowhere. There's a lot of cool, like, quirky songs that they've got in this movie, which is pretty neat. Marcus, you there? You're frozen. Oh, yeah, there. He, there he goes. Now he's moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are talking in robot voices for a couple of seconds. I couldn't understand what you're saying. <laughs> oh, shoot. We were just talking about how wonderful the soundtrack is of this movie. Oh, right. Right on. It, it's, it's a product of the times, man. It's like a perfect time capsule of that music, you know, in my opinion. Right. Well, I uh, I do want to notice the uh, the composer, David Newman, he uh he's done like a ton of movies and uh, uh he did the soundtrack for Critters which I yes, thought that was really yes. cool. Yes. Yep, I I heard about that. That was pretty cool. Um I heard that on the the behind the scenes thing. One thing um when they wanted to release this theatrically, they waited because the same year this came out, Honey I Shrunk the Kids came out. So they did not want to go toe to toe with Honey I Shrunk the Kids, you know. Um which is smart. Right. You know, who, I mean, that movie, who's going to go up against that? But yeah, that is, uh, that's Little Monsters. That's Little Monsters. And we, we talked about Little Monsters about the same time as the entire runtime time of Little Monsters as well. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. you could totally, you could totally pair this up with Little Monsters and watch it, Little it, Monsters on mute. It would be the most decombobulated uh, commentary. <laughs> They're like, they'd be like, Wow. This is the first scene of Snick holding Brian over the thing, and they're talking about Batman cereal in the bank. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, can we just talk about the stand-in during that scene? That oh, right. Snick holding that thing over, and then you see Maurice on the bottom, but it's obviously not him. It's yep. like he's wearing a horn mask, and they have like these long, waving sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> totally, like if you're paying attention to, to Maurice during that scene, it totally throws everything off. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> hey. I uh I do want to say like a fun fact I guess sort of fun fact uh like when uh you know when we find out that uh, Maurice doesn't like the light and he shrinks down at, in his clothes mm-hmm. they actually they actually have like a hole cut out in the uh, oh in the floor and then they just had him standing on like one of those like camera trolley things and they would just kind of decompress it down to kind of go down like a a uh i don't know what you call that like a elevator yeah it, yeah it kind of just like re, you know elevate down like a jack right right like a collapsible platform yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The clothing puppeteering was really cool too 
There was a lot of cool stuff. Like yeah. even like the cinematography was really good. Um, yeah. The set design was great. I mean, like there was a lot of cool set design because I can imagine how many pallets and stuff went into making some of those staircases and stuff oh, like man. that. Like that's insane. Just the whole scene with like, um, I mean, there was times where I would just pause it during the pinball scene and look around in the background of like all the stuff in that set. Oh, like yeah. there's a ton of stuff. Uh, they did a great job on Brian's bedroom. Like they had everything in there. Like the poster I mentioned about License to Drive. They had like hockey gear where he apparently played hockey, and I mean toys and baseball cards and everything. Like it was the the set design was really good. Yeah, I've heard some people complain about it, but I thought it, I thought it was great. Like that really. Well, basically saying like some people think it's cheap looking with just the palette world because they're like, come on down to the come on down to Monster World where it's every kid's fantasy and it's just like <laughs> this dirty, shitty like wooden construct. Well, and but I, I thought it was really neat. I liked all the layers. I loved the all the staircases going up everywhere. Yeah, it reminded and that's me. All we of, yeah, it reminded me of the uh, Scorpion fight in Mortal Kombat where yeah. they're on that. It was like all those. That's supposed like, to be like hell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm always um, like that too. Yeah, and like in defense of that, we only the only parts that we see that are pallets are like where the stairs are coming up and down. Like there's like whole things that technically we never seen. Like when they went into like the kit, the town. Um, with like they had like the centipede bug girl that you could go in and get jobs and like so apparently they have like an infrastructure under there that we just never seen like there's literally like a job system there's obviously a class system because boy has his own staircase yep so i guess after you do so much you can have your own like area you know they have like their restaurants which is like this long table they have like their recreational areas so like i just feel like there's a lot of things we didn't see um mm -hmm. that was like left up with imagination but I could see the I could see the argument with a lot of pallets. Yeah, <laughs> there was. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, anything else? Man, I think we covered it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we covered mostly everything. Um, I guess I will mention, uh, you know, upon posting up this picture, uh, um, Steve Head had uh, posted on there, and he had worked on the movie as, uh, um. Kicking myself in the butt, like a uh, like like camera assisting. Okay, He's, he was uh you know a part of of uh, some of the the camera shots shots on like second unit or something like right. that maybe. Um, I'm probably butchering, but yeah, he he are went behind getting, the scenes. Are you getting I'm him? Um, possibly, yeah. I'm possibly going to be getting him on the root horror podcast and he'll probably, you know, elaborate more on this movie, maybe even touch some things that we haven't uh, yep. talked that about. That would be on great, here. man. Yeah. You should definitely do that. And, uh, you know, further upon talking to him, he was saying that, uh, he was even doing like, uh, journalism and he would interview people who were like, uh, working on movies and stuff like, uh, he had worked on uh, the two towers, like Lord of the Rings, two towers. Oh, so wow. I'm going to ask him if he's talked to Peter Jackson at all. Like that would be really cool to see if maybe. Find out where the hell that dead alive Blu-ray is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Dead alive or, you know, see if he's even talked to anybody about, you know, or, you know, horror movies or anything like that. It'd be kind of cool to. I mean, just to be like in in the the scene during that time, like the stuff he's probably seen and helped with and talked about, like would probably be like a treasure trove of knowledge, man. Yep. Right. And he says he hasn't really talked to a whole lot of people about it, so I, this is really cool. Exclusive scoop. Tell Exclusive us all the secrets. Scoop. Yeah. 
right, Marcus, wrap, wrap up. Uh, I think we just go around tell our very basic what we think about Little Monsters, and then I think that's Little Monsters. Go ahead and start it, Marcus. All right, so Little Monsters. Um, I think it's it's a great movie. Um, it's is it a good kids movie for nowadays? I I don't know. I mean, people uh, people are all over the place, and uh, you know, uh, you think that we'd be all desensitized by now, but there's people out there that really uh, would not want their kids to watch this, but. Being an adult, I think it's a fun movie, and it really does bring back childhood nostalgia, and uh, and and it was fun watching it nowadays. It's thirty, I'm thirty, but uh, you know, just just appreciating the uh, the aesthetics of of what they put in the movie and the uh, practical effects are amazing, and uh, you know, and and I. I uh, didn't notice. I mean, I, I knew Howie Mandel played Maurice, but uh, you know, I thought they did a really good job hiding, you know, his his actual facial features. And uh, you know, for a movie that was made in or you know put out in 1989, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I agree. Tell them uh, for the people that watch this video on Universe Retro, where can they check out your podcast? Um, so you can. Uh, mostly, I, I mostly put out audio stuff, but uh, you can check out my podcast at Root Horror Podcast um, on Anchor.fm, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, I mean, Stitcher, I mean, wherever you want to listen to podcasts. I also do have a YouTube channel. Um, if you just type in Root Horror Podcast, I have a channel somewhere on YouTube. And uh, I'm slowly trying to put more content on there. But uh, mostly, I'm I'm pumping out audio stuff more than video. But hopefully, that'll change sometime soon in the future. Cool, cool. All right, I'm, Matt. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say, in in uh, I also have uh, social media. You can follow the Root Horror Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and then I'm on Twitter at Root Horror Pod. If you're into the Twitter stuff, I'm not big on Twitter, but I got one on there just in case. Cool, cool. Matt? All right. Well, uh, I love this movie, and I think it fits uh, firmly into that like cool, never-ending story, uh, labyrinth. You know what I mean? All those old, like, 80s kids movies that are just neat, had, like, really neat visuals. Like, you don't really see that kind of stuff that much anymore, I feel. Or maybe I'm not searching out kids' movies, so maybe they are still making things like this. But uh, <laughs> but this is a special one. Um, I think it's oddly dark uh, and definitely has some questionable <laughs> motifs. Uh so I, I, I'm the only one here that doesn't have kids, but I don't know how comfortable I would be showing my young kid this right now just because of its, uh, like I said, I was so easily influenced when I was a kid. I would probably totally <laughs> put saran wrap over the toilet. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, super fun movie. Um, wish, wish I answered some more questions. I would love to get more backstory on the, the workings of Monster Topolis, why this exists. Well, I have so many questions, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you just ignore all those, it is a super fun watch. And, uh, and you can find me on, I'm half of the Funbox Monster Podcast, which can be found anywhere. And you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I, do the, I do the Funbox Monster with my buddy Tristan, who uh, couldn't be here tonight because he already did eight podcasts this week. Canceled plans to do another one. Uh, and you can also follow me on uh, Instagram at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. 
and uh, check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group uh, for lots of fun stuff there, too. Cool. All right. Uh, I'm Bobby Knipe. I don't do a podcast. If I am on a podcast, it's somebody else's. Uh, but I do Universe Retro on YouTube. Um, you can also go to the Facebook page at Universe Retro and on Instagram, Universe Retro underscore. Uh, I loved the movie. Uh, it's Like I said earlier, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, just because I did start watching it at such an early age. Um, would I introduce my kids to it? I have. Um, do I recommend that? Probably not. Um, my kids are pretty good. I, I kind of raised them on horror, so they kind of know, like, like when they were young, like five, six years old, I'd let them watch horror movies that I'm watching. Um, and I'd say, hey, you know this isn't real, right? And they'd be like, yeah. And then we'd watch like behind the scenes and they'd see how stuff was made. So they kind of know it's not real. Um, a good age, I think 10 to 12 would be a good age if kids were to watch this. Um, but I think it's fun. I think if you're wanting to introduce your kids to horror, um, this might be a great gateway horror because it does get kind of scary toward the end, uh, especially if you're in that age. Uh, but yeah, like you were saying about the effects, I do love the effects. Um, it's all practical, which is great. It makes me think of not Jim Henson, but like Jim Henson like where they created these characters and they had stories and, you know, and they felt like real in that world. Um, but yeah, I love it. Highly recommend it. The Blu-ray's out and super affordable. It's like 12 bucks. So, yeah. yeah and that's, that's insane, especially for these Vestron uh, Blu-rays. That It's an amazing know, deal. It's an amazing yeah. deal. The collector's a, a series that they're putting out. It's yeah, it's a great deal. Amazing. Was, but, was Shivers that price, too, that you picked up today? Um, Yeah. So they both were, uh, you know, 13, like bucks, 13 bucks. Around, around the ballpark of 13 bucks. Gosh, 13 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's a great deal. Like, anyway, you put it. Um. But yeah, check it out. I think you said it was on Tubi, right? If they want to watch it for free. Yes. Yeah, it's yep, so available Tubi on Tubi. For free. And Tubi's a free app, so no reason not to watch it. If it's, it's free, fun. it's for me. That's what I always say. That's it. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for having me. Faces. Well, that concludes the episode of Little Monsters. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It's 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 a it's a trip of a movie. So, I mean, you probably heard us talking for like an hour and 20 minutes about it, so I don't want to spill, spill much info on it. But I do want to uh, mention I met Steve Head. He uh, wasn't the camera. He wasn't working second unit on that film. Um, I got it mixed up. He actually did uh, second unit filming for, uh, I believe it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. But... Um, but for Little Monsters, he was the production assistant. So um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have him on the show at, at some point, it sounds like. So, um, you know, maybe he'll he'll fill us in on more info about uh, the stuff that he's worked on and more in-depth on Little Monsters. So that would be cool. Um, I'm going to try to not not sum it up, but I don't want to I don't want to ramble too much just because you guys just heard a, a full episode. But uh, – I do want to say that I got um, an email from somebody about uh, checking out one of their f- films, actually two films, um, but it's their upcoming movie is called The Slashening, The Beginning, or The Final, Be- the Final Beginning, The Slashening, The Final Beginning, and uh, it's just a, a screener version, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I'll check that out. And then they also gave me a link to the first film called The Slashing. So I'm going to check those out. Uh, might even review it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have them 
on as a guest or whatever, but uh, uh, I might throw up like a review for the YouTube page or I might just maybe throw in one of these episodes. I haven't really uh, made up my mind yet, but uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, if you guys are like content creators, movie makers or, you know, have worked in any movies, um, send me an email at rudehorror at gmail.com and uh, send me a link to your movie or something. And maybe I'll, I'll review it or, uh, you know, talk about it on the show or, you know, have someone who's worked on the movie on the show or something. Um, just an idea. But, uh, yeah, just uh, wanted to throw that out there. I thought it was kind of cool. I haven't really had anybody come up to me about that type of stuff, like reviewing movies and stuff. So, yeah, um, I'm going to probably just wrap it up. And uh, I've already plugged in my stuff on uh, on the actual episode. So uh, I'm just going to leave off with saying stay tuned for the next one. You have been listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe. If you dare. <laughs>